Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. The Astrology Hour can be heard weekdays from 12 noon to 1 o'clock, and Tuesday's special expanded edition from 12 noon to 2 o'clock. The Astrology Hour is produced by Leo Scorpio Productions in association with the people of Southern California and the Astrology Hour Club. Like I said, my name is Farley Malaris, and now, Astrological Metaphysical Radio on KFOX. Well, here we go again. Another day, another $100 billion deficit. <laughs> another astrology hour, another year. And, uh, gosh, today we have a hot topic for you, a first-time topic on the astrology hour. It is called the awakening. Something is happening to this planet and the people in it right now. If you've noticed... There have been a lot of astrologers on the radio, television, and magazines. It's not just because of the new year, either. In case you thought it was, it's not. I saw two wonderful astrologers, Maxine and uh, another lady on Larry King Live last night. All night long, it seemed like. And, of course, I was on KFI, a 50,000-watt station on New Year's. It seems like all of a sudden... Astrology is getting a lot more publicity, and it's not an accident that that's happening. There is an awakening that is going on on this planet right now, a bold awakening, and it's affecting people all around us. Now, if you've noticed that suddenly there are people around your life that are more curious about astrology than they've ever seemed to actually possibly ever be, if you yourself have suddenly gained an interest, maybe you've actually even heard this show before, and now suddenly you're more interested, more excited about this show, what I have to say, what I have to offer, there's a lot going on in the planets that is really triggering a bold awakening. And uh, actually, what we're going to witness here is we are going to witness a revolution of consciousness this year, and actually it will continue for seven years. So there's actually hope for everyone, in case you were worried about some people that are so totally skeptic and turned off to astrology and metaphysics. It's funny how Larry King yesterday kept saying, well, where's their proof? Where's their scientific evidence that this works? And the lady kept saying, John F. Kennedy University, they're teaching astrology as an accredited curriculum. And he goes, well, where else? Where else? What California, University of Berkeley, California, they did a research test and proved it works. Some people out there are so skeptical, they are so close-minded, they have so much dogma. I mean, like, astrologers have enough trouble as it is trying to wade their way through the ocean of propaganda that is anti-astrology, number one. The media and many of the masses that have not rebirthed to high levels of astrological awareness literally have manifested this sun sign mess you know, which is like the nursery school of astrological consciousness. And then you try to get people off of their sun signs into their charts, and they go, oh, no, I'm a Virgo, and that's all I want to know. What do you mean I have a Pisces moon? I hate Pisces. 
it's so difficult to try to transform an individual away from this mass of sun sign propaganda, which is, you know, which has its place. Like I say, it's the nursery school of astrology. But still, you know, an interesting thing that I learned in my life, one of my best friends in the world, Mike Grilski, who lives in New Jersey, he's the man I wanted to visit over um, the holidays on my vacation. I take a look at Mike, and this topic has been inspired by him. I used to live with this guy. He was my roommate. And this guy is a triple, count them, Capricorn. Sun, moon, rising, and Mercury in Capricorn. Now, Capricorn not only is a sign that suffers the most because it rules karma and lessons and debts and experiences and growth through suffering. You know, it's the Jesus sign, right? It's like you you see these Capricorns up on a cross, and they're like, oh, no, leave those nails in and leave me bleeding up here until I finally get the point. And when I first went into astrology, I was living with Mike as my roommate. It was after my traumatic marriage scandalous divorce (laughs) and i moved in with mike and the whole time his old triple capricorn was like oh you don't believe in that stuff dude it's a bunch of hooey you know that stuff is just garbage and the thing was i said look mike i said this is the only answer i could find to really help me understand my life and the universe and why i'm suffering that's really the question that we always asked ourselves why am i suffering funny thing you learn about astrology is that babies are literally injected with a force at birth. This force of energy that comes from the universe, which is the astrological charge. And then, let's say you're triplets, and all three babies are injected with the same force. Well, each of the babies may be programmed different by the parents, because one of the parents may favor one of the triplets, and another of the parents may favor the other one, and the third one may be totally ignored. So, it's like, There is definitely uniqueness that no matter when you're born, even if you're all born at the same time, but from what I learned last night from Maxine on Larry King's show, I even learned something. It's the programming that decides whether you're going to be happy or sad no matter what your chart is. Okay, I mean, of course, it helps to have a few Sag or Leo planets to brighten the day, a little Aquarius or Gemini to lighten things up, right? A little Scorpio to make things really intense. But the point is, is that I have found that people that have Capricorn in their charts are people that have 10th house planets like me. And I want to tell you something. You are looking at a guy. I was such, they used to call us narcs in high school. You know, when people used to smoke dope and stuff, I'd walk around with the short redneck haircut looking around for people that were using drugs. And I was always the one that was closed-minded and dogmatic because of my 10th house. I have Sun, Mercury, and Pluto in the 10th. And those of us with 10th house planets or Capricorn planets tend to either play the know-it-all or tend to think we know so much about the universe that we have all the answers. Do you ever meet somebody that they come up to you and they say, look, we're going to tell you what's wrong with your life or what's right with your life. We're going to give you all the answers and such. And obviously, I wasn't a narc for long. The Beatles came along and the rest was history. (laughs) A lot of people that used to be like narcs definitely turned the worm when that occurred. But the same goes for a lot of people that do have Capricorn in their chart. And this is a very, very critical issue. This is very, very critical because the people, the generation that is now turning 29 and 30 as we speak this year and next year have Saturn in Capricorn. So there's millions of young folks that are turning 30 that have Saturn in that sign. So their major lesson in life is being stubborn and closed-minded and know-it-all-ish. Like, I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be famous. I want my money. Where's my property? You know, no patience. Like, they know it all, they know all the answers, and now they're going through their torture syndrome 
to finally get rid of this frustration and learn what it's all about. Well, when I lived with Mike Rilski, this triple Capricorn, this guy was so arrogant and so stubborn and so turned off to astrology, his answer was beer, wine, a few girls, and a party. And that's the way to kick back and release stress. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to question that. Of course, if you want to have a little romance, that may <laughs> release a little stress. But the point was, is that Mike's life really hit the low ebb. In other words, first I bottomed out with my marriage, then he bottomed out with his career and his life, got a couple tickets, a little bit too much drinking maybe, and really got depressed. Do you know what? This guy's one of the finest astrologers I know today. And this was a guy that is a triple Capricorn, and I want you to know that the epitomization of Capricorn is the Doubting Thomas. So if you know someone in your life that comes across like a Larry King or a Carl Sagan or a Ted Koppel, well, oh, you know, like all these people that have tested astrology have found it's a bunch of hooey. Of course, these people have never gotten their charts done. If they would just bother to get their chart cast, they might find something different because then they could focus their research on themselves. And a lot of people are just prepared to reject it, are prepared with arguments. I used to be in debate on the debate team in college. It's amazing how people have a total script. Well, like the Bible puts it down, you know, like it's not religious, it's not orthodox, it's not this, it's not that. Meanwhile, astrology has existed on this planet, developed at least 20 different areas at 20 different periods of history, and developed in a synonymous correlated matter, right? India, Egypt, Mesopotamia, the Aztecs, the Mayans, the Chinese, the Europeans. All these people had astrologers that all followed very, very similar schools of thought, that all correlated, and it developed at different times in Earth's history when we still thought the world was flat. So you want to tell me why this thing has lasted longer than anything on this planet, longer than any subject, any language that's ever existed on planet Earth? In human history, astrology has survived everything. It's kind of like a rhinoceros or certain insects, maybe a scorpion, some of these hardy creatures like a shark. You know, like the shark has been around for millions of years. It'll probably be, sharks will probably be here long after people are gone, right? And same thing with astrology. I'm not comparing astrology to the shark as being vicious, but astrology just happens to be a knowledge and an information factor that is very powerful, very important, and very real. And now you know what's happening? We have all these planets in Capricorn, well-grouped, well-bunched. Neptune, which is the illuminator, Saturn, which is the planet of karma, which actually rules Capricorn, and Uranus, which is the awakener. And they're all together. You know what they're doing? They are trining people's charts. People that are obsessed with money, right? People that have all this Taurus in their charts are getting all these trines from Neptune and Uranus. Suddenly, they're being given options to their thoughts, to their dogmatic thinking. Even fundamentalists, right? are taking a look at things like spiritual awareness, psychic awareness, astrology, metaphysics, reincarnation, karma. That's because Neptune and Uranus, it's taken them. Frankly, I don't remember when these planets were together in Capricorn ever with Saturn. It might have been, somebody said it was like 5,000 years ago or something that Uranus and Saturn and Neptune were bunched in Capricorn. Now, considering that this part of the solar system, uh, the sun and all of the planets, have entered the Aquarian sector in space. And we are now under the wave, the Aquarian vibration, which is a clarity vibration as it is. 
Now that we're going through this effect from the planets Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune being located in Capricorn for the next few years, actually up till 10 years, when Uranus will finally leave also, and they'll all go into Aquarius by then, right? We are dealing with a major awakening. And we are dealing with people that are doubting Thomases. And I want to put this, make this clear, that people, if you know people with early Capricorn planets, and a lot of my listeners, I'm saying a massive force of people with early Capricorn rising, early Capricorn suns, right? Those babies born December 25th, 26th, 27th, up to the 30th. People with Capricorn moons, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, and Jupiter, and Saturn, all early. We've already been triggered already. Notice you're addicted to the astrology hour, right? You're there. You might look back in a part in your life, if you have Capricorn or 10th house planets, and say, yep, I was a doubting Thomas. I was the type of person that didn't believe in this stuff. In fact, I thought it was hooey. And then something happened in my life. It's like somebody turns a light bulb on in your brain. I don't know. It's so incredibly impossible to explain how or why someone goes from being astrologically conscious one day to just the day preceding totally ignorant (laughs) or totally disbelieving. But something definitely happens where we let go of something. We actually, it's like a cosmic humility or it's like a situation that occurs where for some reason or other we're given a gift of realization and from that point on we are finally able to figure it out. It's like looking at a car engine your whole life and going, no way, I don't get it. The pistons, the distributors, the the spark plugs, I don't know it. Then all of a sudden you're laying there in bed one night and you go, yeah, the pistons, of course, the valves, the lifters, I know it. You go down that car and you grab your wrench and you start working on it. And that's really the way astrology, the reason why it is so important throughout all these thousands of years is because it is magical in its effect. Astrology is so powerful that when people finally plug into it or tune into this show or tune into Larry King Live or tune into Who's It's What's It on channel whatever and they see an astrologer that happens to make sense. See, like this Uranus and this Saturn and Capricorn, what it's doing is it's bringing real live astrologers out of the walls and putting them on television and in magazines. You know, I like Sidney Omar, and I like a lot of the other astrologers that have just done wonders in sun sign areas because the media has literally baited them and paid them a great deal of money to do sun sign astrology. So there's, you know, for a long time, there was astrologers on the radio and TV that would do sun sign readings. Notice the magic of the astrology hour is we do planetary readings with rising signs for five years. You know, we started this when everything was in Sag in 1984. We're pushing 1990 now. Lots happened to this planet. You look around and you notice it's not just the astrology hour. It wasn't just some whim or some fad Farley Malaris had. I'm just one of thousands of astrologers that's out there enlightening the planet and teaching those that are rebirthing in the spirit and qualifying through this ray, this vibration coming from the Aquarian sector, number one, and from the Saturn-Uranus-Neptune transit in Capricorn, which is taking all the doubt and all the arrogance and all the hard-headedness and skepticism that Capricorn bestows, because Capricorn is a sign that rules power and ambition and dominance and success and leadership. It's not real spiritual, typically. You know, it's like, 
it's really, really, it can be very cold and very, very negative. You put Sag and Capricorn next to each other, and Sag is like, yeah, let's talk, let's discuss it, let's be philosophical. Capricorn's like, excuse me, I got to go to work, you know, give me a break, boring, right? But see, with Saturn and Uranus in this sign, it's an awakening factor that is going to affect a revolution and a wave, a tidal wave of consciousness in the coming years that it's magnificent. Whenever you see astrologers on TV being tortured by these ignorant show hosts that know nothing, give the hosts a break. You know, they haven't rebirthed in the spirit yet. They don't know what it's all about. But the fact that we're out there in the media, on TV, in the radio stations, and becoming more and more acceptable, I really believe there's hope for this planet. Because the messianic factors that exist inside of human beings and the power of the individual is what astrology reveals. You know, what we get into is that we are creatures of God. We are essence of God. We are affected by these bodies, which are vehicles of the spirit, right? They travel with the spirit. They are charged by the universe at birth from this astrological effect, creating an individual soap opera or an illusion in our life that we must learn to absolve our karma and to increase the power and the potential in each reincarnation that is coming upon us so we can have a happier, more comfortable life cycle the next time we're born. And the more this stuff becomes fact and real and accepted and further truth comes out, I think people on this planet are going to get along better because we're going to understand how we relate to each other, you know, that it's a big family down here, that we're not all strangers, and how powerful we are, the power of the individual will be restored. And I really think that it would be ludicrous to have nuclear weapons in a place where we all live. If we're all bonded like this, why kill each other? It's self-destructive, right? Well, things like astrology and metaphysics reveal this truth that help turn it around. So I'm excited about this awakening. A lot of people have feared Uranus and Saturn and Neptune and Capricorn. You know why? Because it affects your skin. It affects your knees. It affects your ankles. Weak knees, weak ankles, weak skin. It affects all your values and everything, all your foundation of truth you've established concerning love and power and money and success and everything. And you don't want that shattered, but in a way you do, because a lot of you out there, a lot of your friends and loved ones and people on the planet are suffering and letting go of a lot of this selfishness and obsession, and they're becoming more metaphysical. Let's get metaphysical. That's what it's doing. So, you know, when I was watching Larry King Live last night for hours with these astrologers, I'm going, gosh, CNN's turn the worm here. They're, they're going berserk here. Here are these two people. They're actually letting these astrologers talk, and they're letting them discuss the chart and planetary effects and and I got tired, I had to go to sleep, but I was amazed at how long it was on. And it just really does give me hope that something good is happening for the planet. When I was living with Mike, and he did bottom out, all of a sudden, you know, instead of not paying attention to me and my work, I found him coming into my room when I was working on a chart and looking over my shoulder, you know, and saying, what are you doing, guy? Are you... Well, I'm working on your transits. And say, why are you working on my transits? Well, you might not care about astrology, but... I'm interested in what's going on in your life here, you know, and he says, well, why don't you tell me about it? And I knew he turned the corner. You know, at that point, of course, Capricorns, once they do turn the corner, people with Capricorn factors, like I said, are 10th house planets, they're fanatical about it. When they do discover that there's something to it, the doubting Thomas leaves and they get the books and they get the charts and they start, just like the other signs affected by this, Taurus and Virgo, who are getting the trines, from this effect, you've got to remember that Virgo is such a logical sign, right? And Taurus is so materialistic 
that with the Saturn and Uranus and Capricorn trining people with Taurus and Virgo planets, we're finding all kinds of skeptics turning the corner right now. This is a very, very powerful topic. I'll tell you why. Because in my experience over the last 10 to 20 years, a lot of the people I have known that have gotten into astrology have gotten into it because of trauma, because of problems. Unfortunately, sometimes if you don't turn the corner in an easy, comfortable manner, then it does take pain or trauma or scandal to turn that corner for you. And that's what happened to me. I was dumb. And it took me getting really literally emotionally beaten before I decided to take the jump. I want you to know that a lot of people that are very hardworking, successful, rich, and famous people are people whose charts are loaded with the Capricorn, Virgo, and the Taurus planets. These are the workaholics, the earth signs. And the fact that these signs are being triggered right now and have been for a while and will be for the next 7 to 10 years tells me that astrology and metaphysics is going to come out more and more in movies. I don't know if you've noticed the movies that have come out like Close Encounters and like Poltergeist and like even House. A lot of movies that I have found aren't really that good when it comes to metaphysics, but I think as time goes on, we will see more people in show business and in positions of power. You know, so, and you know, K-Fox did this. I mean, talk about radio stations. The management at this station is awesome. These are two of my best friends, right? Tom McCullough and Jim Dolce had the insight to open New Age programming in 1984 when California begged for this stuff during the day. Usually you hear this stuff late at night, 2, 3 in the morning, 5 in the morning, you know? Everybody's sleeping then. Are you supposed to hear it? And now for five years, we've been able to give you astrology and metaphysics during lunch. So you're having an enlightening lunch. The food's going down better. You feel better. You're happier. You don't worry now. You're happy. You know what the edge is. You take it off. These are exciting times. And there is an awakening going on. And I have found that the way to become a good astrologer, a good student, and a good teacher is never to force this stuff on anyone. I don't like to argue. I don't like to debate. Because people that are into astrology, they know it works. And they want to learn, and you can tell. They're like that sponge that's dry. They want to soak it up. And those are the ones I appeal to. I don't want to go on TV with Morton Downey. If he asked me on his show, I wouldn't do it. I don't want to go on Larry King's show if he's going to put me down or argue about it. When these people get to a point that they're ready for Farley Malaris's type astrology, like Arsenio Hall was on The Late Show, and John Mulrooney was on The Late Show also, these are people that, asked for me to come on their show. I'm hoping to be back on Arsenio's new show. But anyway, it's like these people in power are turning the corner. And this planet is also turning the corner. And do you want to know something else? I'll tell you something that you never, ever would believe. Did you know Gorbachev has a whole staff of astrologers in Russia? That's right. He is not doing this glasnost by accident. He knows that a negative choice for the world would be nuking it in his lifetime. He is totally aware. It is not an accident that both of the most powerful leaders, Bush and Gorbachev, both have psychic, spiritual, and astrological advisors. Don't be shocked when you find out about Bush's advisors. You cannot live in the 80s anymore in that position of power unless you know what's going on. And the world will be destroyed unless we get rid of the bombs. We're on a tightrope here, and the fuse is lit, and it's burning. 
And people go, how'd you know Gorbachev has astrologers? Because I'm Russian, that's why. I know he has astrologers, trust me, I'm very intuitive. He also has, well, the Russians have always had powerful psychics and astrologers in their in the Communist Party. But now they're focusing on it because there's an awakening going on all over the planet. You know, Gorbachev is a Pisces with a Leo moon. He's got a very spiritual chart. And what about his wife? You know, same with Bush's wife. These are very aware beings. You know, I'm I'm not frightened to have these people as world leaders. I'm glad. So you hear it right here in the astrologer. Now I'll get a letter say, we want to know, Farley, how you know that this is the, you know, (laughs) I'm going to get a letter from the Soviet security force, right? Find myself in Russia tomorrow night. Well, how much are you going to offer to pay me as a job, guys? No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, that could be a sad joke, but you know what? I think it may be an astrologer in the Soviet Union that could help inspire their leaders to have world peace one day and disarmament. So let's hope that these astrologers do rise up and do go berserk. The Awakening 